What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? The NBA Eastern Conference semifinals are set. And man, do we have some powerhouse matchups on tap. We're talking the Raptors versus the Sixers and the Bucks versus the Boston Celtics. The stars will be out in full force. As always, our man L-Dub joins us with his no-nonsense take on each series and offers his predictions on which teams will advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. So stay close. We're about to get into it on Sports 360. The NBA Finals have moved into the second round, at least for the Eastern Conference. And uh, as always, we're checking in with our man L-Dub to get his view on the games. L-Dub, what's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I'm having my refreshing Friday, man. I'm just ready to get into the weekend. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be some weekend, too. I mean, you know, today we're going to talk about the Eastern Conference semifinals, which kick off tomorrow with Toronto and Philadelphia. But, you know, we still have some unfinished business in the West. Uh, San Antonio um, and the Nuggets are playing a game seven on Saturday, uh, which is tomorrow as as of this uh, recording. And Golden State and the Clippers are playing tonight in Los Angeles. So still some work to do there. But the Eastern Conference is set. Uh, we begin tomorrow with Philly at Toronto. And so want to start with that series. Um, get your thoughts on on the series, um, how those teams got here. I mean, both teams were fairly impressive in the first round, right? Winning four games to one over their respective opponents and now are facing off in the Eastern Conference semifinals. So, um, you know, I have my thoughts on it, but this time you're going to give your thoughts first. (laughs) Because, listen, I think last time, though, in the East, I think we called, we were both on the same page, right? We thought the top four seeds were going to advance, and that's exactly what happened. Um, but right. now we we have those four seeds about to face off against, um, you know, their respective opponents, and it's going to be interesting. So let's start first with um, the Philly and Toronto series, um, and you can start anywhere you want. If you want to talk about how they got here or just jump into this series, um, you know, whatever your pleasure is, we can start wherever you want. Yeah, I'll give a brief little description of how they got there. You know, take taking all, all the teams, like you said, in the East, actually got there, you know, as expected, you know, that they were going to take care of the top seeds, were going to take care of business. So Philadelphia did exactly what they were supposed to do with with Brooklyn. And then quite quite naturally, you know, the first game is always the testing game because you're in uncharted waters. But uh, they came up after the first game, you know, after they lost, and they turned up the volume, man. They They were more physical. They were more explosive, and you know that they, you know they, they proved that they were better than the Nets in every aspect. And we know, you know, the, the offensive uh, power that they have with all those players that can score. And I told you, they had five guys that was almost averaging 20 points or more. 
uh, I mean, it's hard to beat a team like that when they come with their A game. And as far as the Raptors, you know, definitely they, they control the tempo, the rhythm, and everything uh, during the games when they played the Magic. I mean, it wasn't for the miraculous three-point shot that D.J. Augustine hit. They probably would have been swept. Uh, but the Raptors were just too powerful for the Magic, and they, they didn't have an answer for Kawhi Leonard. So that's how the team got here. Uh, and just using these two teams, uh, I, I, I had a Sixers uh, winning this series against the Raptors, and the reason I have them winning is Kawhi is the only consistent player that the, that the Raptors have. And don't get me wrong, Siakam is playing good, he's playing hard, but it don't always equate to victories. What Kawhi Leonard does, you know, the scoring, the rebound, the defending, you know, like, I mean, I'm talking about effortlessly scoring the other day against uh, the Magic. What he's capable of doing, you know, it, it always equates to winning. Uh, you know, the Sixers, you know, they, they have the same, you know, format that the Warriors have. Basically, they got they got guys that can score from from the outside, inside. You know, they got athletes. They got Jimmy Butler, who's playing great defense, and Ben Simmons, who's always a matchup problem. Uh, you know, with with those guys playing the way they're playing, it's got it's gonna almost be almost impossible to beat them, man. Uh, if they play to their potential. And uh, if they do anything similar to what they did the first series, 76ers do anything similar to what they did in the first series, I, I see them winning that series 4-2. to two. Mm. You know, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think this is a, a an intriguing matchup. I think all of the um, series, you know, even as the West shakes out, I mean, are going to just really be some uh, some interesting series to watch. Um, you know, I, I actually am going with Toronto in this series. Um, I, you know, I know the Sixers are super talented. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm a little concerned about their bench. I don't think they have much on their bench. I mean, you know, they had that, you know, Ennis and Scott and, um, you know, the big fella that comes in, Maranovic, I think his name is. And, right. you know, but they don't really have a lot of scoring off their bench. I mean, you know, Scott, sometimes if he gets open, can hit, you know, those three-pointers. Um, I thought Reddick was inconsistent in the Brooklyn series. Um, you know, I, I thought that Philly was fortunate to win game four in Brooklyn. And if that would have been a 2-2 series, it would have really been interesting. Um and I just like Toronto's bench a little bit better with Abaka coming off the bench and Van Fleet coming off the bench and I think that other kid Powell. Um, I think their starting fives are, you know, are, are talented on both sides. Um, and then the other part to me is Embiid and whether his knee's going to hold up because um, he did miss one game I think against the Nets. Um, and so we'll, you know, we got to see about that, but. I, I like um I, I think in this one uh, I'm going for Toronto even though I hear what you're saying I think the one thing they have for sure who's going to show up every game is is Kawhi I do think Siakam is good Lowry is going to be inconsistent he's always has been in the playoffs um but uh I kind of like Toronto in this one and uh, I, I I think it's going to be interesting to see who they place. Kawhi Leonard on I mean is he going to play Ben Simmons or is he going to 
primarily, I'm, I'm sure he'll move around a little bit, but I wonder, you know, who they put him on. And if they put him on Ben Simmons, that's going to be interesting to see if Philly's going to be able to effectively get into their offense. And, 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 and to piggyback on what you just talked about, I'm going to break it down to you with a reserve. You're, you're right. You know, you got Serge Ibaka, you got Norman, you got Van Fleet, you know, coming off the bench. Like I said, with Kyle Lowry being as inconsistent as he's been this year, and with Danny Green not shooting the ball the way he's been shooting in previous playoffs, you're going to need Serge to be perfect almost. You're going to need Powell to be perfect and Van Fleet. And we know from this year's this whole season they haven't been. Well, you got guys, the, the best pickup of any team, well, I would say second best uh, pickup would be uh, Greg Monroe. You know, that, that they, uh, the Sixers picked up Greg Monroe. Uh, he, he's going to be instrumental in contributing to the victories, you know, when if someone like Embiid or or even, you know, uh, to, uh, uh, Ben Simmons, who's a big guy, you know, has to play big guy sometime with the lineup, he's going to be instrumental. And you got the consummate professional in T.J. McConnell. And this kid, not fast, not, not, not quickest, don't jump high. He just gets the job done and he annoys you. Uh, you got like I said, Boban, the big guy, uh, Lovanovic. This this guy has overplayed his potential this whole season, not just in the games, the whole season. I mean, the guy has shown signs of, of, of great offensive skill sometimes just with the position that he gets. He gets so close to the goal, there's nothing you can do. And then you got Scott, who hit the game-winning shot that really, I think, determined the the whole attitude of the, of the, of the series when they played against uh, – when they played the last series uh, against the Nets, when he hit that three, I mean, he just killed their spirits. I think those guys, just just let's forget about the starters. And let's just use the bench, what you said. Those guys by far would outplay Toronto any day of the week with the way they played this year, uh, just from their performances. So now we always, we always, so let's say we cancel that out. Now you're just dealing with the starting five. <laughs> and, and everybody knows on, on paper as well as the games that were played, uh, you know, the first round, that Sixers' offensive guys contributed well more. And they didn't always do it at the same time, but because they have five guys that can score, there was always two guys that really scored and then one or two that just kind of like did the intangibles. Uh, or Jimmy Butler would play great defense. But that last game they played when everybody was on, it shows what they're capable of. I mean, a 150-point game easily, you know. And, and I don't think the Raptors are, are consistently able to score 110 points, not consistently. So, and, and that's, you know, that, that's good night that they're beating people. Yeah. Uh, like, so yeah, I agree, with, I agree with a lot of that. I agree with you there, Dub. I mean, the one the one thing I would say in, in as a as a counter to that though is I I watched I watched the Nets, especially their 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 guards, right? D'Angelo Russell, um, Karis Levert, even Dinwiddie. I mean, they they kind of went on wherever they wanted to on the floor. Um and Russell didn't shoot particularly well 
he did in the second half of the first game, but overall he didn't shoot particularly well. But those guards went anywhere they wanted to. And, you know, a, a little part of me worries about, well, not worries, but, you know, I, I look at the Sixers' defense, and I think there Toronto is better. Um, and so, you know, I I hear you on the firepower, but, you know, Tobias Harris is not a lockdown defender. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, uh, you, you do have Butler. You do have Embiid back there. But, um, you know, I, I really just wonder about, and J.J. Reddick certainly is not a lockdown defender. So mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, you, you do have the firepower, but at some point you still have to stop some guys too, even in today's NBA. And um, I think on that score, Toronto's a bit better. And I think defense uh, shows up more consistently than offense because, you know, as Reddick showed and every NBA player shows, sometimes your shot just isn't there. But um, I think defense has a better chance of showing up um, more often. And so if there's a counter to all that firepower that Philly has, I, I think it's the defensive side. And again, I, I really am going to be watching closely if Kawhi is on Ben Simmons, because if he can, you know, nullify Simmons uh, to some degree, I think that's going to affect that firepower that Philly has too. Okay. We just saw though in this playoff that those game that, uh, uh, MB didn't play. And Boban came in, and I'm telling you, man, it was like, you know, people were like, man, this guy will be starting on most NBA teams, you know, the way he's playing, uh, you know, and and Nets didn't have an answer for him. I mean, and, and you know, we know the Nets are a good team. Uh, you know, they, they did everything they were supposed to do to get to the, get to the playoffs, and they, they're going to have a great team in the future, you know, add a few pieces. But I, I can't see the Raptors lose. Let's just say because Embiid is the franchise player, right? I said, right? Embiid yep. is the franchise That's right. So let's, mm-hmm. let's say the Raptors lose quite limit. What chance do they have? Not one. They don't have a prayer. If quite limit goes out or gets hurt, they have no prayer. So that's, you know, everyone knows that in any game, not just a playoff game, in any game, you only – one player work away, I mean, you know, one injury away from, like, losing it all. And and, and we're, we're saying just because of the talent that the Sixers have on the floor, they can su- survive with their uh, superstar out of the game, maybe one or two games. Raptors wouldn't have a chance without Quarling. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, um, you, you're going with the Sixers, and I'm going to go with – uh, the folks up north, and, um, and it's noted, it's noted, <laughs> <laughs> and it and it and it tips off tomorrow in Toronto. So we'll see how that series plays out. Um, and then on Sunday in Milwaukee, we have the Bucks and the Celtics uh, tipping off. And yeah, I think we spoke about this a little bit. Um, uh a day or two ago and and we were both sort of saying hey maybe boston maybe boston i've thought about it a little bit and i'm I'm going with milwaukee in this one i think milwaukee has just been the better team all year i think boston's been a little bit up and down and 
you know, I just think Milwaukee not only is talented, um, but I think they're hungry and I think they're playing better. Um, yeah, Boston swept Indiana, but they should have swept Indiana. But those games were probably more competitive than they should have been. Um, and so I think Milwaukee's playing better. I think Milwaukee is actually the better team. And so I'm going to go with Milwaukee in this one uh, over Boston. How do you see it? Man, uh, again, Boston treated uh, the Pacers like stepchildren, man. Yeah, the Pacers were wounded, but when you got bird that bird nest down, you're supposed to step on it. You know, eat all the eggs that you can. They did it. Uh, and, you know, again, they uh, – I, I, I just don't see the Celtics, the way they played and the way I saw Kyrie uh, running the offense and then last four minutes of the fourth quarter, how he would take over a game – that's the Kyrie of old, man. That, that has nothing to do with Kyrie that started off the season talking, you know, down to his players and everything. But I, I still think the Celtics have the best bench in the East. And, and again, based on starting five already being good, now you got a great bench. You got to remember last year, Rozier killed the Bucks uh, by himself. Now Rozier's going to be on the bench. And now you got to deal with Kyrie at, you know, 100%. So if if you know the thought thought of mine is man if, if that's what uh if that's what Rogier did to us last year Kyrie's back man we got to really really get prepared but there's no way to prepare for Kyrie because Kyrie don't know half time what he's gonna do he's an instinctive player he just plays but he's so great I mean it just looks like he knows what he's doing at all times but but he's 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 creating that as he go I, I have the Celtics winning this series four to three. It will go seven. I think, you know, with Kyrie taking over at the end of the game, the Bucks won't have an answer for him, and, and that's going to be the tell and tell. Uh, the Bucks, like I said, as they stated, you know, they, they took care of business also with Detroit. They did what they were supposed to do. They did, you know, they did what a number one seed is supposed to do, the number eight seed. We're going to play y'all because we got to, but we get this over with quickly. <laughs> and and that, that's exactly what they right, did. Right. They, just, they just swept them off the floor. And I don't think that helps them going into the series. You know, I say each game is a warm two-month game to the next game, right? I, I don't think Bucks got anything out of that series they played against Detroit because it's not realistic to, to match up to, you know, to things that they would have to go through. Every position, they outmatched Detroit. And when the bench players came in, they were outmatched. So – it's not. It wasn't a realistic uh, approach to what the playoff was, you know, gonna be and should be. We all know Detroit was the weakest team in the playoff. I mean, they some days, and I felt bad for Coach because I know he's he, he's prepared those guys. They made they made to the playoffs. They they were the eighth best team in the in the East. I mean, so it just didn't look like it when they got on the floor. It looked sometimes like like the point guard. Uh, what's the point guard name for Detroit? I mean, for the Detroit Pistons. Reggie Jackson. Uh, Reggie Jackson. Man, I'm having a brain freeze. It looked like he didn't even want to play some games. Seriously. I mean, I, yeah. I sit there and I watched it, and I was like, man, this dude don't even look like he want to be here today. And 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 that that was a bad sign. And it ended up like it looked like he didn't want to be there because they got swept and and, and beat badly every game. So I, I don't think. The Bucks really have have warmed up or tuned up to the playoff mode. Uh, 
So it's going to really be like their first game, and you can't get behind on Boston. So I'm going with yeah. Boston. Okay. And, 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 you know, four games out of the seven. Mm. Four to three. Yeah. Well, we're seeing both of these series different. I mean, I, I just like Milwaukee. I mean, they've been the best team. They were the best team in the league record-wise. Um, they have one of the best players in the game on their team. Um, and, look, I'm a Kyrie Irving fan, always have been. And, um, you know, he, he's just a special talent. And so I think it's going to be fun to watch him. Um, but I just like the way that Milwaukee can put the ball in the hole. They got a lot of shooters. Uh, they can stretch the floor, which gives, you know, Giannis all kinds of lanes to drive. Um, they have the home court advantage. Um, and again, Boston has been a little bit inconsistent. Um, I think it's going to be a very, very competitive series. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the Bucks to come out of this one. I'm looking now, for them to prevail. If they would have had Malcolm Brogdon, you know, Brogdon would have been healthy. And if uh, Ilosava, I think that's his name, Ilosava was still, you know, healthy and shooting the ball like, and you know, like he had been in previous years, I, I would think they had a chance because with those two guys, you, you're not only taking leadership off the floor with Brogdon, but you're taking between Brogdon and, and Ilosava, you're taking away about 25 points, you know, that you knew you, you know you can ink into the game. You know, you can ink it into whatever the total is going to be because they were consistent and proven players. But with those two out, I mean, I don't, I don't, I just don't see it. I mean, Boston owned them last year, literally, the way the way uh, Rozier did Bledsoe now. Uh, he, he just caused too much problem. So I know psychologically that's win on Bledsoe. And Bledsoe is playing a lot better this year than he was last year. But I think what they're going to have a problem is with Bledsoe really not being a point guard, he's a scoring guard, a combo guard. It's going to come down to where who shoots the ball in the last few seconds when you need it. He's one of those guys that yeah, I know he, you know, he, he feels he's just as good as any player in the league. I mean, he plays that way sometimes. But uh, you know, Giannis again, being that this is the probably. You know, the best chance they've ever had to win a championship. He, he's probably thinking differently, and, and he's probably more vocal than he would have been in the past. And, and that might be a problem because you're into uncharted territories, you know, with what they're going to be doing this year playing against the Celtics. So, yeah. all those factors, I mean, like there's so many variables. Uh, again, remember, these are just my opinions, man. And I, I did sure. research. Still, at the end of the day, the game got to be played. Yeah, I mean, you say that all the time, and it's the truth. I mean, you know, they got to go out there, both teams. They have to play the game. Um, at some point, you know, coaches are going to have to draw up some plays, make some adjustments, you know, whether in-game or between games. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes on. And then, of course, as you talked about earlier with the Sixers and uh, and and the, Rapt- and the Raptors, um, you know, injuries could play a part in it as well. But um, so, look, it's going to be a very competitive, very intense series, I think, and very exciting. I think both of them are going to be. So, um, well, Dub, you know, first time around, when we went through the East, we were on the same page. This time around, (laughs) we see it differently. (laughs) 
and, and you know what? That that's the that's the competitive nature that makes it good about this. I, I wouldn't want you to be agreeable with me all the time, and I wouldn't want. I know you wouldn't want that's me to right. be agreeable. That's right. I mean, that's right. That's what makes it competitive because, you know, tomorrow is not here yet. So you can speculate, and I can speculate, and we won't know who's who's right until tomorrow comes. You know, so that I mean, like I said, that gives everybody the same playing field. And that's, that's right. You know, in the whole scheme of life, that's all you want, man, is just an even playing field. Let me have my opinions, and if they are correct, you know, I don't taunt or flaunt it. You know, I just I just say, hey, I, I think I know a little bit. Same that's thing right. with yourself. Yep. And that's, that's all it's about, growth, man, every day, just getting better yeah. and better. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how it plays out um, with these two um, series, Toronto and uh, Philly, as we said, kicking off tomorrow as we're recording this on Friday afternoon. They're kicking off tomorrow and followed by uh, Boston and Milwaukee on Sunday. And meanwhile, the West has to finish out their series. Uh, Clippers and Warriors tonight, Nuggets and Spurs tomorrow night. So, we're going to come back, Dub, um, once the Western Conference is set and we'll run through those two uh, series, um, whatever the matchups are. And, um, you know, we'll we'll have the same drill. We'll go through the series and make our picks and then sit back and enjoy the games. But uh, as always, man, I enjoy uh, having a few minutes to talk with you about the Eastern Conference semifinals and I uh, hope you enjoy the games, man. It, 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 they should be good ones. Well, you know, from 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 the little bird that landed on my tree, told me you can go ahead on and uh, put the Warriors in their rightful position against the Rockets, and uh, you can go ahead on and put the Spurs <laughs> over there versus Portland uh, Saturday because uh, the little bird told me that, man. That's what he told me. So. I'm just okay. passing it off to you. You can take that information, do what you want to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Duly noted. Um, and, you know, of course, I mean, the, the good thing for you is if it doesn't turn out that way, you could always point to the bird. So, <laughs> so <it> was, <laughs> hey, was, hey, I had a choice. I didn't have to listen to him now. I, 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 I came out and told you, I believe the bird. I believe the bird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm look, I, I, I agree with you on the Warriors. Um and look, we both picked the Spurs to uh beat uh the Nuggets. Um and so I'm sticking with that one, but obviously a game seven, anything can happen. So it'll be exciting to watch it. And so we'll see. But in any event, we will come back and we'll see whether we were right and we'll see whether or not you can trust that little bird of yours. All right, man. <laughs> It's my partner, man. Don't talk bad about my partner. <laughs> All right, old dub, man. Good talking with you, man. And I look forward to catching up with you in a couple of days when we break down the West. As always, Jeff, it's been my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you soon. Later.